Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash us slash get QR code. This is episode number 145 with our guest, Maggie Berghoff. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing. Hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hey there, guys. Thank you for tuning in and joining us. You're plugged right into The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Josh Carey. Our guest today will help you get your mind, body, and routines on point based on cutting-edge science, strategy, and advanced mindset techniques. Meet Maggie Berghoff. At the age of 22, seemingly out of nowhere, she had a mini stroke. My goodness. Doctors left the diagnosis as, quote, a rare disease where you'll have to be on IV therapy for the rest of your life. Not one to take no for an answer, Maggie set out to find a better solution for herself. She turned to what's known as functional medicine, and today she has fully healed her body from head to toe. She helps her clients who experience everything from severe autoimmune disorders, adrenal fatigue, and chronic insomnia to gut disturbances, unhealthy aging, and daytime fatigue. She guides you to reach your highest level of being through creating a customized plan where she fine-tunes your health and your habits. Are you ready to boost your energy and reach peak performance each and every day? I am. Help me welcome Maggie Berghoff. How are you, Maggie? I'm amazing. Thank you for asking, and thank you for that beautiful introduction. I'm super excited to be here today. You're welcome on both accounts. Thank you. Like I said, there's so much good here uh, because I, I want to feel good. I'm aware when I don't feel good, I understand that feeling good, especially as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, call it what you will, anybody who just wants to do good in their life, in their business, in their family, in their relationship, in, in the world, right? It's all about feeling good. Is that it? Is that what we're going for? That's the end result? Heck yeah. I mean, feeling, looking, performing amazing and being able to do really what you want to do. So even when you do the things that are, you know, quote, not healthy, right? If you go have that big holiday dinner where you travel across um, countries and you're in different time zones and you have like your sleep clock, your skin rhythm is off, even in those times of stressors on the body, 
your body can handle it. You aren't the person who crashes and gets sick for two weeks or whatever because of that thing. Your body is able to perform well through those stressors. When we talk about peak performance, what does that really mean? Is that defined differently to the individual or is there a general consensus of how we identify to the meaning of that word? So I think there's definitely a different consensus. A lot of peak performance is in related to athletics, and we do have athletes as clients, but where I'm specifically talking about it in general to my population is really just getting the most out of your life. So out of yourself, not feeling tired and not being limited by what you can do based on your physical and mental health. So really, truly just becoming like that ultimate version of yourself as a business owner or a parent or, or whoever in the world that you want to be. So I, I, I totally relate to this because not all my life, I, I, today, these days, I, I feel really good throughout the day. I'm rarely uh, slumping in fatigue and energy. And I think that I've gotten a good system for my day, right? It's all about habits and routines. Um, I, I'm very specific, the, again, these days, and, and it takes a lot of trial and error and uh, a, a determination to implement, but I'm very deliberate in how and when I wake up and what I do when I wake up to uh, how I feed my body throughout the day, food and liquid, and um, what I focus on mentally. Am I right? Is that sort of the, the pyramid of all the things that really need to be in place as we venture down achieving peak performance? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really, really good place to begin and end, really. You know, sleep, you covered sleep, mindset, what you eat, what you do all day, for sure. Those are a lot of the basics of health. Yeah, so um, how do we get uh, somebody who's listening past the point, let's just start at the beginning of their day. They say, you know what, I'm exhausted. It's so difficult to get out of bed. Like minute one, I already feel behind the eight ball and I'm struggling against the world. Yeah, number one, change that stupid mindset because what you think is definitely going to be what happens that day. So if you get out of bed and you're like, oh my God, my life sucks. It's so hard. I hate my job. I'm so busy. No one understands what I do, blah, blah. I guarantee your day is going to be pretty miserable and you're going to block everything good from coming your way. And from an actual, and that's kind of from like a mindset mm -hmm. perspective, right? From an actual neurochemistry perspective. So like, the pathways in your body are governed by your thoughts. So if you think negative, you will create disease. That is science. So we know that like positivity, positivity and hopefulness and, and good things, even if you say words to yourself like happy, joy, abundance, love, smiles, hugs, that sends chemical pathways off in your body that will help keep you well. Whereas if you say words or thoughts like anger, guilt, worry, despair, hopelessness, that literally will send signals to your body that will be conducive to destruction inside of your body. So the first step is to flip the mindset, even when you feel like you cannot do it, or you feel like you really are struggling during that time. Yes. Yes. Get through the time. Like, yes, allow yourself to feel the feelings, but make sure that you're doing everything in your power to create positivity within that moment. Even if you don't fully believe it, like fake it till you make it right. Just say to yourself, you know what? Today's going to be a great day. And I bet you that today will be a much better day than it would had would have been. I agree with bringing mindset into this conversation. And I want to venture down the path you just raised there, which is that negative thinking 
can lead to disease. And you say that's scientifically proven. Talk to me more about that. I like all that. Yeah, so there are literal pathways in our body, and our mind governs those pathways. So think about it. When you're, when you're just doing anything, you're not thinking about, oh, I better, I hope my heart is pumping. Like, I better tell my, my gut to digest this food. You're not. It's just doing it automatically. So there are a lot of things that happen automatically in your body, and then there are some things that we think into existence. So like when we really think about focusing on taking a deep breath or something like that, right? So we can actually have the power of healing through positive, positive thoughts. And if you don't believe me, just think about this. There are cases on record of pseudo pregnancies where women literally think that they're pregnant so much that their body like becomes pregnant, but there's not actually a child in there. So it's like your body, your thoughts really, really govern what's going on inside of your body. So it's a really powerful tool you can use. What exactly is functional medicine and how does it differ from, I'm guessing the opposite is traditional medicine? Yeah. Traditional medicine is like the typical, it's where I was trained. So at Vanderbilt University, when I got my nurse practitioner degree and most med schools in the world, they teach traditional medicine where you learn the pharmaceuticals to help treat the diseases. Mm. And then you see the patients back, you know, every year for an annual checkup or whatever. Now, the reason that that medical model, it has a time and place. I'm really glad we have traditional medicine if I should ever have a heart attack or need surgery or whatever. However, most things that people are dealing with right now, these chronic nagging symptoms and diseases or autoimmunity can't be addressed with a traditional medical model because just giving a pill that we memorized to give you is not even remotely helping to address why you have that thing. And so with functional medicine, we're trained further. So it's this whole separate like school, basically. I went back to school. And um, so at the Institute for Functional Medicine, we learn how to look inside the body instead of just say like, oh, yep, this person has, you know, constipation. Let's give them this pill that helps constipation. We are looking in the body and being like, okay, why do they have that? What's going on? How can we reverse this? What are all the contributing factors? What can we do to make sure that this person never has constipation again, instead of just giving a pill to help them cover up that symptom? How do you venture down whatever the version of constipation in these examples are? How do you begin to determine what's well, underlying? Is it, yeah. I do a huge case review. So I literally spend like 90 minutes with my clients before we even do anything, just really understanding their story and listening to them and their history and their family and their genetics and their goals and everything, their career. A lot of my clients are business owners. So even just like their schedule during the day. So it kind of gives me insight into what may be going on. But I never guess and check, even though I have a lot of clinical experience, I'm always doing lab testing. So I combine a lot of science with um, more natural things. So I'm getting testing to look into their gut. So like for that example, constipation, and there's a zillion examples for this. I'm looking into their gut. Do they have parasites in their gut lining? Do they have a high inflammatory level in their body that is causing chaos and inflammation and you know fire within? Do they have heavy metals built up or hormonal imbalances or a thyroid problem or food intolerance? Like a lot of times my clients have food, severe food intolerance where they could be eating something so healthy as like a lemon or avocado or lettuce. And that very thing is the thing that is causing them all of their problems. So we're looking into testing to see like that's the first step to see what's really going on inside of the body. So we know what to do to fix it. So the first step for the person listening is to become very aware 
as to how they feel throughout the day and then put words to the less than ideal feeling so they can begin to get a a detail of what's happening and then bring it to somebody like you? Yeah, a little bit. But the thing is, is that some, some people, yes, but some people, Josh, come to me and they don't know what's wrong. They're like, listen, I just don't feel good. I know I don't feel good. I've gained all this weight, but like they can't target it. There, maybe their one thing is I'm overweight and I want to lose weight. And then as we die down this path and we're like, hey, actually, did you know that you have aluminum toxicity and you have oh, a severe estrogen, you know, excess and like all these different things, then they can start to rebalance their body. And as they start to feel healthier, they all, then their body rebalances. Then they're like, man, I didn't even realize it, but I had been struggling with like migraines for forever. I just like, it was kind of my norm. And so I didn't really like notice it. But now that I'm getting better, I realize that this isn't normal. Like I just accepted that, you know, feeling heavy and bloated all the time. That was my normal or having headaches all the time. That was my normal. I just always was like that. And now I'm starting not to be like that. So sometimes when they come to me, they don't know really like what they're, what they're truly, um, their true function could feel like. They don't know how good it actually could be. Can you connect this to uh, an actual case study client, of course, protecting Mm. the identity as you need, but uh, give us a real example so we can then give our own example in our own specific world. Yeah. Okay. Here's an example. Um, I know a lot of your people are entrepreneurs and business owners. So one of my, uh, she's a woman, so her name's Nicole and she, um, came to me super, super tired. That was her biggest thing. Like she was exhausted all the time, super high performer, killing it in her business. But then all of a sudden she's just exhausted. And then she started to get like, kind of like moody and irritable and anxious. And she would travel for speaking a lot of times. So yeah. she would travel for speaking. And when she would travel, her gut would act up. She'd be like at a dinner hosted by somebody. Right. And so she would eat just whatever was served. And then she would get hugely bloated and wake up feeling like food hungover, even though she didn't like drink alcohol. It was just she just felt so gross and bloated and puffy oh. in the face. Long story short, we did some lab results to find out what was going on. We found out she had um, problems with her adrenals, problems with her thyroid, high inflammation in her body. Her gut had um, multiple bacteria overgrown. So one bacteria was Pseudomonas. She had H. pylori, multiple different bacteria that were overgrown. Mm. So we found out this hard data of what was going on inside her body physically We helped her with the mental stuff, like the stress, the overworking, all of the routine stuff. And then we combined it together, including her external stressors as well, meaning she was drinking water from a sink and she didn't have like a proper water filter system. So Mm. she was getting lots of toxins from there. She was living in an area that had poor air quality without having a really good air filter system in her home. So we got rid of those toxins and long story short, literally within six months, less than six months, her body was completely resolved, everything back to normal, feeling better than ever. And then we retested her labs and they're all normal again. So that's the power mm. of just, if you know what to do, it only takes a matter of months, really. It can to rebalance what's going on. So we could, we can find somebody like you around our area and, and get this test? 
Yeah, you get um, functional medicine is what it's called. And there's the school I went to, Institute for Functional Medicine, not partnered or anything with them, but they do have a search engine that you can see if you have a practitioner near you. And then a lot of people do virtual. So like me, I don't see anybody in person. Mm. My appointments are literally just like you and I right now, pop up in the computer and then we have our consultation this way. So there's also that possibility as well. So we would have a consultation and then you would just send me to, to my local blood work, certain tests, and then you would, you would read those results? Yeah, I do you one better. Usually I actually schedule a phlebotomist, which is the person who draws your blood, to come to your home. So you just get to wake up. The person draws your blood. These, the kits for the blood draw, they just come to your doorstep like an yeah. Amazon package. Right. And then I get the results and we go over them together. No, I don't have to draw my own blood. This is what you no. said. Okay, good. Yeah, so somebody comes to you, and or you can go, you can take right. this box, these boxes to your local lab, and you just hand it to them. They'll know what to do because everything is inside the box. When you open it, it has all the yeah, tubes, yeah, all the, everything that you need to do. Because, um, you know, I, I think wherever you are on this, on this gauge, you could always stand to learn more and gain insight. I mean, as I'm listening to this, yeah, I feel good and great and fine throughout the day. I can't really pinpoint, but certainly if I thought about it, I'm like, well, I'm sure there's another level that I can, right? So so certainly I can find something through those results in ways to improve. Absolutely. So it's kind of like looking at a magic ball inside to the future, right? So if you know, oh shoot, look at my hormone levels. Even if you like, you don't go through the day and think like, oh man, I I think my hormone levels are off right now. Like you don't know that. You don't know that until it's kind of too late or until you have like some major symptoms going on and enough is enough. And then your body starts to crash. Um, it's something that you always should keep track of just kind of like, you know, business analytics. You want to yeah. check in on how your, you know, your Instagram growth is doing. Or if you are having running Facebook ads, you want to look into see, it, are they working? Are they broken? What could be improved? Even if it's working okay in business, you're doing okay in business. What can you do to make sure you're up leveling that to the next level? And it's the same thing with your health. And that's why these tests are so cool. Yeah. Wow. I'm interested. So um, we'll make sure to link and do all that stuff in and around this video so people Mm. can continue this conversation with you and take whatever steps they feel they feel right. Let's talk about let's talk about eating, because I know that that's one of at least a handful of things that we do throughout our day that is very impactful uh, for tipping the scale, perhaps pun intended. Right. Mm. Talk to me about, I know one thing you've spoken about is shortening your eating window. I find this fascinating. How and why does this work well? Oh, yeah. So specifically, if we find out there what's called a slow metabolizer, which isn't like slow metabolism, what people think. Basically, you can test your body to see if you're a slow, balanced, or fast metabolizer. Wow. And if you're a slow metabolizer, it means that your body is like really sluggish to break down food. And this is really harmful because not only does it just kind of like sit there, it doesn't get digested, but then you're not absorbing the proper nutrients Mm. from it because it's not getting broken down. So even if you're eating super, super healthy, like in your terms of healthy and you're all organic, eating lots of veggies, you may be severely nutrient deficient because your body's not absorbing the nutrients from that healthy food. So again, that's why testing is so important because you wouldn't know if you were um, typically, but in general, like throughout throughout the day, we just want to make sure that we're feeding our body with healthy foods. And if we shorten that window period specifically for those people, it gives our body a really long time to just focus on 
healing and rebalancing and cleaning up and detoxifying instead of focusing on breaking down all your food. So it gives your body a really good rest period to regenerate, to rebuild. Anti-aging is done in this period. Lots of great mitochondrial, which are the energy cells of your body. Like lots of great things happen to these cells of the body when we give it a little bit of a break from breaking down food. Now, this is specifically related to something like intermittent fasting, right? I've heard this in the exact way where there's there's a, a specific technique where I think this is what you're 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 saying about shortening the eating window where you literally only eat food between let's say 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. So when you wake up you're fasting you you don't have lunch until two and then you don't eat anything after eight. So again the window of eating throughout the day is only a short amount of time and everything else is a fast. Yeah, and I think it's really helpful for some people. Now, there is, like, disclaimer, some people do poorly on this. So if you have a severe autoimmune disease and you're waking up absolutely exhausted and tanked and you can really not get through the day very well, you're working out and you're just, like, dragging, you don't – you're unmotivated, those types of people typically need the nourishment right in the morning. And then they can fast later on when their body starts to rebalance itself. It's kind of like this um, this fine line dance that you do with fasting with those types of individuals. Um, that for a lot of people, it's really healthy. The main thing that we want to remember, though, is during that eating period, say you choose eight, um, two to eight to eat, just like you had mentioned. Say that's your eating period. You want to make sure that you're not just you know binge eating on anything and everything during that time. That that's a no go. You still want to be kind to your body, nourish it with healthy, amazing foods, just like a normal you know breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like you would otherwise. You're just eating it in that period. I want to uh, backtrack now into you and your upbringing to see how we got here. And we will eventually get to my goodness, the incident at 22 years old you had. Um, but let's start at, at even earlier at the beginning, if you don't mind, take us back to the very beginning. What was life like growing up for Maggie? So, um, pretty awesome. To be honest, I had a very amazing childhood. I was one of five children. So we grew up in the country. We had this amazing um, family life. We, there were, I think, 62 first cousins. So we, and we all lived in the same city. So we just very family-like. Okay. Um, But my mom did get cancer when I was younger Mm. and she had stage three colon cancer and they had told her that there's really nothing that they can do to help her. They actually kind of kicked her out of the practice basically because they needed room for other people who could use help and they just basically gave her her few months. And she likewise didn't accept no for an answer. She knew that she had these kids to raise and she had said actually to me at one point she kind of was giving up and just kind of accepted like a man like, shoot, this, this is my, this was meant to be, this is my fate. And then there was this one moment where she flipped a switch and she just realized that she can't not beat this because she has to raise her kids. And like, she's, you know, she has all these little kiddos. And so she actually, that was my first insight into nutrition because when she came home from this holistic cancer institution that she had then chosen to go to, totally healed her body. She has been in remission ever since. And, um, and she was young. She was only 36 when she had colon cancer. So she um, totally transformed it with more natural types of means. Uh, and so when she came home, she had this massive big book full of like every kind of food and herb ever and exactly what properties they could do to be helpful for our body. So that was my first taste of like, oh, wow, this is really cool that we can eat our way like healthy and, and feel our best with all these different foods and all these foods have different properties. And even like if you cook it a different way, it brings out different properties. And that was my first taste into 
at least the nutrition world. It also sounds like that was your first taste into watching somebody so close to you saying, no, 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 I am going to fight and it's going to start up here and then affect everything. And I'm going to, I'm going to give it all I have because I'm not accepting that as my destiny at this point in time. Yeah, if she would have just listened to her practitioners who, by the way, that, that's common to listen to, like you trust your doctors, right? So you usually listen to them. But if she had done that, she probably wouldn't be here today. So there's something said about, yes, listening to people you highly respect, but knowing that like ultimately at the end of the day, it's up to you. You get to decide your fate and you get to decide like the energy you put into it and, and what you do with your life. Hmm. So how old were you at that time? I was in second grade, so 10-ish. Yeah, eight, 10, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what happened, as you said, you, you lived in a very, uh, very loving, nurturing, upbringing, mm-hmm. uh, lots of family around. Um, at this point, what was, your, what was your outlook on the world? What was your beliefs? What were you telling yourself mm-hmm. about the world around you? Well, I was... an oddball. So I actually always was like, you can do anything you want to do. If you want to move to Florida, like if someone was like, oh, they're so lucky they get to live in Florida. Then I'm like, well, then move to Florida. Like, you know, like I always was just like very um, optimistic. I am a natural optimist, like overly. And so I always felt like you can do anything in the world you want to do. But I didn't grow up like that. My family was very traditional. We don't have like entrepreneurs. Well, you know, I guess we do kind of have entrepreneurs in the family um, who have their own businesses here in my hometown, but nobody doing like what I do now where it's like literally worldwide. We're just picking up our careers online, like, cause they didn't have really online back then. But, um, but yeah, so that was my mindset back, back when. And when you were a, a teen, what were you aspiring to? What do you remember wanting to do or be? I wanted to be a doctor. And then I decided that I didn't want to be a doctor because I wanted to be a mom as well. And yes, you can be both, but I wanted to work limited. And I saw in my life, all the doctors I saw were like, even the women were working all the time. They had to be at the practice most of the time because it was like their practice. And so I was like, "Mm, I want to be that one, the nurse practitioner who gets to call off when she wants to and stay home with her family and work part-time, but still make a good living. And so that's, I chose to be a nurse practitioner also. I liked the idea of having less school than a doctor because I wanted to get married um, younger and start a family. So that's what I was aspiring to be. Are you are, are you the oldest of five? I'm the second oldest. The second oldest because you're giving off a very type A, go get them, confident. Mm-hmm. Was that always your personality? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was. I'm the second oldest, but I am the oldest girl. And I... My mom said, even Mm. since I was born, that was my personality. Just like go getter, stubborn and confident. (laughs) But now that paid off because um, now you're, you're out of the house. You're in college, right? You graduate college. Lead us up to the incident at 22, please. Yeah. So the type anus came back to bite me in the butt because I was, yes. um, That's what made me ultimately health crash. Um, and by health crash, I mean, literally like laying on a hospital bed after having a mini stroke. And my doctor's telling me like, listen, you've got this rare kidney disease. You have autoimmune disease. You've got all these like weird immunoglobulin markers. Like you're doomed. Basically. Like they told me like all this stuff. And then they're like, yeah, but we don't know why we can't help you here. You're going to be on IV therapy forever. This is like your new norm. So, um, but it was because, 
I was burning my body to the max. And that's why I love working with entrepreneurs and high performers of the world because a lot of times our personalities of go, go, go gets us really far and we're motivated and we love to achieve and like all this stuff, but we forget that we are also human and need to balance it out strategically. It doesn't mean that you have to slow down your growth. It just means that on the times that you're off, you need to be off and you need to be like activating parasympathetic nervous system, decreasing sympathetic state, really tracking what's going on in your body. So like you making sure like you're not on the path to a big crash. So you're making sure that you're prioritizing your health. Um, because I wasn't, I was doing way too much. I was working out, out at four 30 or 5.00 AM every single day when I would travel. Um, say my flight was at like six o'clock. So I can do my normal five o'clock gym. I would like wake up at 3.00 AM to work out before I went. That was a big priority for me. I was taking at school 22 credit hours. I was doing a full-time internship. I was doing clinicals at the hospital. I was still making time for friends and family and social life. So I was literally just doing way too much for my body. And my poor body just finally said, enough is enough, Mags. Like, we're done. So you're talking about when you were 20, 21, and leading up to the incident at 22 Mm -hmm. with the mini stroke, you were just physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally overworking yourself and and not taking any time. Yeah. I mean, I took time to like take an Epsom salt bath here and there, but most of the time I was go on the go and Mm. and really stressing myself out physically. At at the peak of the incident in the hospital, when you were laying there by yourself in your own world before, during, and after what the doctors had told you, what did you really make of the incident and what might become of your future? Well, I knew uh, of the incident, I knew it was wake up call for me because I knew way before this even happened, I'm pushing myself too much. So like I saw it happening a little bit because I would be really tired, even though I would sleep all night long, Mm. or sometimes I would get randomly dizzy and just be like, ignore it, you know, like just stuff Mm. like that. And so it was like, Maggie, you're literally killing yourself, you know, like you gotta, you gotta knock this out. So that was a huge wake-up call. But then the second thing that I learned was that the traditional medicine model that I had been training in was crap. Like, it was not helping me because before the stroke, there was this whole year that I was not feeling healthy. And I was seeing doctors, and they were sending me to specialists. And they were, like, every single one of them was telling me everything looks normal. Or they would tell me, like, hey, look, this is abnormal, but we're not sure why. Take this thing to try to help increase this level. And I'm standing here, like, screaming at them for help, telling them like, I'm not well, I am not okay. This is not my normal. And, and I just kind of got not ignored because it's not their fault because it's how we were trained. It's lit. That's how they're trained. But I just got stuck in that model that wasn't conducive to actually getting well. So the doctors tell you what your, their version of your future is. And you basically say, thanks, but no thanks. And then your uphill battle of trying to figure out what to do began. Yeah. Well, first I cried a lot. So, I mean, I felt really, you know, frustrated and hopeless and annoyed and, you know, and I didn't feel like I even looked like myself anymore. I gained like 50 pounds in the matter of like two months. It was, it was bizarre. So I cried a lot. And then my mom actually is the one who told me that no one, Maggie, no one cares about you as much as you do. 
to get you well. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I just got to do this myself. Just like I have to do, you know, like if you want something right, you got to do it yourself. And I knew like that's the kind of person I was anyways. So um, that's what got me into the functional medicine world. I had never heard of it in my life. And my mom and my aunt had heard of this. They had known a little bit about it, that people go to functional medicine. It's like there's weird things going on. It's like kind of doing things differently and cutting edge. That's the extent. And um, my mom actually found me the Institute for Functional Medicine, which is the top like gold standard schooling for that. And after I swore I'd never going back to school again, I enrolled myself. I got back, to, I got back into it and I just started learning to help myself. It was selfish at the beginning. There was zero part of me that wanted to like make this a business or like be an entrepreneur, like 0% part of me that wanted that. I just wanted to get better. Meanwhile, you know that those are most often the ways that the best businesses are created. It's like, mm. oh my goodness, look what I just, look what I, I just fell into because of yeah. my own needs. Exactly. And and that's what happened. Like all of a sudden my life is totally flipped upside down in less than six months. I'm feeling thriving again. My lab six months. Yeah. Well, after I was struggling for years, but then after I was like, I knew what to do. I made the plane and I started following this stuff. Then everything was better. Even, even so much as like my doctors told me I was infertile and I had both of my children like that. So simple and um, natural, no injections or anything like that. And so it's, it's just, it's almost like it never happened. Even my lab values, they were so bad to where like these doctors were telling me basically I'm dying and I'm like, there's no, you know, <laughs> hope for me. Wow. And my lab values, for example, my thyroid, my labs showed that my thyroid was literally turned off. Like my TSH levels, what it's called was like 0.0000001. And they're like, oh my gosh, like your thyroid's literally turned off. It's not even, it's not even functioning. And now my levels are absolutely normal as if nothing ever happened. It's bizarre. First of all, I'm I'm I, I love and am choked up at the full circle nature. You shared the story earlier when your mom was diagnosed when you were a little girl. Cut to now, full circle. She was there for you, telling oh, yeah. you and helping you. That's you know, I never thought of that, but yeah, you're right. And she was the one who was kind of like, "You got this. Like, you got to figure it out." How beautiful right. is that? Yeah, that yeah. is really powerful. Talk to me about um, in this scenario, how how mindset. Yes, you 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 educated yourself and you did what you had to. How did mindset play a part, and specifically, what aspect of it did you put in play? Well, positivity. Like I said earlier, I am just like a a born optimist, so I do think that I I had definitely an advantage there. Uh, I think that if I were the whole time to feel like hopeless and sorry for myself, it wouldn't have been the same outcome. But the whole time I was firm, like, no way I got this. Even if I had a setback, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to come back even better. Like I'd never lost that hope. Um, And so that was really helpful for me. And even like the mindset of when I was going to practitioners before I really learned what to do, they had, even the natural ones had me on like tons of supplements and this is actually why I built my business how I did is like all the lessons I learned from practitioners who I saw even functional medicine ones that I was like, this is horrible. And so like some of the functional medicine practitioners I saw were just giving me tons of supplements and not telling me what was going on with my body, not fixing it. And it to me was just the exact same as traditional medicine. They were just giving me pills, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to fix me. And so um, there was one day like from a mindset perspective, I was just like, Every time I would take that big handful of pills, it literally just made me like 
sad or stressed or feel like I was like broken or something. And it just really on a mental perspective was harming me more than helping me to take this huge handful of pills. So one day I was just, I just was like, enough is enough. I'm done. And I was like super dramatic. And I just like took my hand through the supplement cabinet that had hundreds of dollars of supplements in it that I hated. And I just like threw them all the way. And I was like, I'm clearing the board. I'm starting from scratch. I'm just going to simplify everything and start step by step. How scary was that? It was liberating, actually, because I was, I knew it wasn't working, right? So like, it wasn't that scary because it wasn't working. It was almost making me feel worse. So mm. I felt as if, um, I felt as if I was down like this spiral loop of trying to just get healthy, but then all the practitioners that I would see would just pile on all these different diagnoses and supplements and strict diets and all this kind of stuff. It just became chaos. And I'm huge with simplicity. And I think that the body knows how to heal. The body knows what to do way more than we do, or some pill knows how to. And so I just needed to like give my body a few things to focus on in the right direction and let it kind of kick into gear. And that was really big for me instead of, you know, trying to do so much at one time. Pull the curtain back for us in regards to turning this into the business, what was that pivotal moment and what was the service or product for that very first client? Well, I knew um, when I worked for the hospital as a nurse practitioner, I knew that wasn't the model for me because remember, I wanted to work as an NP because I wanted to work like kind of little and have a family. So right when I signed on in my very first job ever, I actually only accepted a part-time job because I already knew like, I don't want to work full-time. I'm not an eight, eight to five, Monday through Friday type of person. So I already knew a little bit that I didn't want to do the traditional type of thing, but I just didn't know what was out there. That I didn't know that this, what I do now was possible. So the first insight was I met somebody who had a virtual health consulting practice. And I was like, huh, you can do this as a doctor, as a practitioner. Like you can just see your clients online and help them through what I actually enjoy doing because I didn't enjoy giving pills and all that kind of stuff. Like I was even from a young age, remember I'm into nutrition. I'm really into lifestyle and fitness and happiness and, and positivity. Wow. Like those are my passions. And I didn't know that I could create a career from those passions with my nurse practitioner degree and go online and basically have my dream job. Like I just didn't know that it was possible because I had never seen somebody do it because in my community and everybody I know when they graduate, from med school or as a nurse practitioner, they work as a nurse practitioner or a doctor. They don't do this other thing. So I didn't even know it was possible. So once I knew it was possible, I was like, wow, this is it. This is so perfect. This is, this is what I want to do. So what did you, what did you put in place? How, how did you uh, plant yep. that flag and get that first client? What happened there? Hired that person to be my mentor. First step. Oh, so important. Yep. You got, you got to say it again. You hired that person to be my mentor, that person who I saw doing the thing I wanted to do, I was like, hey, can you teach me how to do that thing? And then everything is so easy. Literally, my business was like up, built, done in a few months because I just hired that person to tell me what to do. Because wow. I knew and, that I wanted to do what he was doing. And how long ago was that? Three years. That was three years ago. 
mm-hmm. not a, a, a terribly long amount of time from what you accomplished. I mean, I, I devoured your website in preparation of this. And first of all, it's so good on the very first thing as from, from the marketer within me, I was reading your, your homepage and I'm like, okay, this woman knows how to speak to her ideal client, which everything there, I'm like, yes, like, like you're speaking to, that has to be deliberate. And then you had at least two different videos that showed you on uh, Good Morning San Diego and then I think a uh, Nashville or a Tennessee talk mm-hmm. show incredible journey. How did, how did all that Thank happen? Thank you. Yeah. Well, so, so, um, I'm going to give myself a lot of credit for that too. So the mentor who I had hired, first of all, scary step, huge investment, but I just yeah. trusted myself. I was going to figure it out. Okay. So I hired him, but then mm. I didn't get any clients. Cause I was like, okay, well here, I got my business. Here it is. Right. And then like crickets. And so I spent the last three years really since then, investing a lot of my time and energy into marketing, like you said, and into actually being a business owner, because there's more than having a website and saying you do this thing to be an actual business owner. And so I spent a lot of time learning, investing in mentorships and conferences and and, and groups to really teach myself, how am I going to get these customers? How do I present myself in this world? How do I get my dream clients to find me and know about me and trust me enough to, to, to um, invest in working with me. And um, so that's kind of like, I knew that I was going to do this thing. um, But then I knew, I found out quickly that there's more than just saying, okay, I'm now a health consultant online to making it work. So I really dove into uh, really uh, relationships and connections. Right. Because the, the trap is like you said, putting up a website and saying, here's my services page and here's a menu of services, hire me. And it's like, why isn't anybody hiring me? Yeah. There's a lot more to it than that, but it can be easy if you hire someone to teach you how to do it. So like, that's what I did then. Then I was like, oh, wow, I really need to learn Instagram more. So what did I do? I invested in somebody to help me with Instagram. And then it started to be like PR. I really wanted to get out into the world in a bigger way. So what did I do? I hired somebody who could teach me how to get into TV episodes and national and I'm on documentaries and, and all this different thing, these different things. So you don't have to figure it out alone, but you do have to figure it out because it's very important. If you really want to make a bigger impact in the world, you have to be seen. You have to, people have to know about you. It's genius. And um, my brand, as you know, the hidden entrepreneur founded on the premise that I spent a lifetime hiding behind fear in exchange for seeking the approval of others doesn't doesn't end up well and doesn't feel good a whole ball of irony there can you share a time with us where you were confronted with a boatload of fear and you could have gone in one of two directions uh cower in the corner or go right through and you knew what had to get done oh my gosh i have a really good example that's going to be applicable okay so um in the different stages of the business you will always outgrow people, services, mentors, whatever. As you keep on growing, you're going to outgrow the people who got you to that level and then you need somebody else to get to the next level. So one time I outgrew a mentor who I stayed with far too long because of fear, because of it was safer to stay there, to not make this person angry, to oh do what they said. Do you know what I mean? Because they, they did help you a lot. They, got, they helped you. They were there with you. They're on your team. But then there was a moment where I began to, I was, I was higher up in my business mm. than that person really kind of wanted me to be. 
And so they would continually try to bring me down, bring me down, bring me down. Yes. And I stayed with that person for too long because of the fear, because I didn't want to upset them or to hurt them or, and it was scary to go out on my own because the words that they were saying to me made me feel fear of like, are they right? Will, will that happen if I do this thing? So, um, not to get into huge details because like the, you know, but that is one of the moments that was really the biggest growth for me today as a businesswoman is knowing that like you will outgrow people and I should have, could have outgrown that relationship and let that person know at the very start, listen, loved our time together. Thank you. I'm going to fly on my own rather than trying to continue to please that person. And it would have been a much better experience. And as a business person, that really taught me a good lesson of what it really means to be a strong businesswoman or a businessman. My goodness, I'm getting the chills listening to that because we all have our version of that. Mine shows up or showed up. The reason that I stayed hidden for so long is because my peers, my colleagues, my quote unquote friends, the people that I surrounded myself with, I didn't want to show up with my own power and skill and talent and ability, knowing full well behind closed doors what I'm capable of Mm -hmm. doing thus causing the angst and the confusion and frustration. Like, yeah. why am I doing this? I, I, I can do what they're doing better, but I'm refusing to because I thought that if I did, they would retaliate. And I didn't feel I was strong enough to, to you know, take that on. That's the exact feeling I felt. I was scared. I was scared if this person would become mad at me or be, like, like you said, retaliate. So I wanted to stay on the good side, make them stay comfortable. There you go. And so, and, and then you're dimming your own light. So that was the biggest growth that I've probably experienced as an entrepreneur to date. Do you believe that everything happens for a reason? Yeah, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. You've seen it in your world? Zillions of times. Yeah. And I, I feel like even sometimes if I don't see it, like at that moment, even if it's like a sucky situation, like that situation we just talked about, I know it's okay. Like it's fine. It's going to be fine. Everything happens for a reason. We're getting, like I have, I've already learned from it and I'm probably going to continue to benefit from having that experience and more people like my clients will benefit from me having that experience or people listening to this podcast because I'm able to show, share that experience. Um, that I do believe even like, you know, me being sick, did I want to gain 50 pounds in two months and have a miserable couple of years of my life? No, but if I hadn't had experienced that, I would never be the person I am today. I would never have the business I do. I would never be able to help these people that I've helped. And so they wouldn't be able to reverse their stuff, right? Hmm. So yeah, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. And I don't know why the word forgiveness is, is coming up here, but isn't that so important, being able to forgive yourself when you get into those less than ideal feelings? Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and um in any area of life, I think forgiveness is huge and, and knowing that you're doing the best you can usually. And even though like for me being hard on my body, when I got super sick, like I was so hard on my poor body. Right. But it's okay. Like we, we hung in there. We're here today. We made it through better than ever. And so just giving yourself grace and forgiveness through those hard times because everybody has hard times. Are you spiritual or religious in any ways? Yeah. You know, that's such an interesting question. Somebody asked me that. I am a born and raised Catholic and I am spiritual and religious, but I'm not sure exactly to the extent, like, I don't know exactly. I believe in God. Um, 
but I don't know the whole extent of my whole spiritual journey of everything. Um, but I feel really connected in nature. I'm a water girl. I'm always, you know, like that's where I feel most um, connected and spiritual and I go to church and things like that. But that's something like in pers- entrepreneurship is like the ultimate personal journey. And that's something I've been being asked a lot more lately. And I'm like, huh, I don't know like exactly who I am in that, in that world, you know? What do you believe happens when it's all over, when our time here on earth comes to an end? Um, gosh, you know, I, I do, I think that there's a heaven and that we go, if you know, we can go to heaven and be with God and everybody that we love and it's a good place. I think that's still really what my core belief is. Wonderful. Now, wrapping up this dialogue, incredible dialogue, important dialogue too, so much what's the what's the the one thing that has still gone unspoken? What does the person listening need to hear and know going forward? Hmm. I think the biggest thing is what we actually said off the record before this call is simply that you can do anything you want to do. So whether that be healing your autoimmune disease or breaking up with that toxic relationship or starting your business from scratch and having a career change, you literally get to choose how you live your life. You get to choose the person you are. You get to choose how you look and feel. You get to choose what you do with your career and with with your time. So I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people feel like they look at other people and they think, oh, that's so cool. Well, it must be nice that people say this to me like, oh, well, that must be nice that you get to stay home with your kids. I chose that and you can choose that too. So just knowing that you get to you get to decide what you do with your life. Such a powerful declaration. I firmly believe and stand by that as well. I will leave you with this final question. Maggie Berghoff, how would you like to be remembered? Kind. I'd like to I I everybody um, who I meet and who I am in presence with just to remember me as just a kind person who listened and who cared about people. Extraordinary. Beautiful. Inside and out, Maggie. Thank you. This has been extraordinary. How can people follow up with you, continue this dialogue with you? Well, my website, like you mentioned before, is maggieburgoff.com. And I'm also on Instagram at Maggie underscore Berghoff. And so I, I love, actually, my Instagram was taken over and hacked just last month. So like you said, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, I had about 60,000 organic followers every day for the past three years. I've been on there producing content. And then in the flip of a switch, it was gone. Um, so, but it's still my favorite way to connect with my audience. So if you want to check me out there, it's Maggie underscore Berghoff is my new one. And I, ideally, what are people connecting with you for? Uh, so two realms. Most people connect with me for their health and wellness. So just like today, somebody even on LinkedIn messaged me and they're like, hey, I'm super physically fit, but I want to get to the next level. I'd like to talk to you. So getting health and wellness on point. And then the second um, area that people contact me most is they are practitioners. They are nurses and doctors and pharmacists or health coaches. And they, like I, see what, like when I saw what I wanted to do in that mentor, they see what they want to do in me. And so they contact me to see how they can create their own online business as well. And we have a mentorship for that. Brilliant. I love it. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Maggie, for joining us today. Such a powerful, brilliant conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was, you, it was an amazing conversation. I'm so lucky to have been here. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate everybody joining us and tuning in, whether it's right there during the live broadcast here or you're catching this in its native podcast form on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you get your shows. Thank you for tuning in. If you liked it, you want to leave a review. I love hearing your thoughts and what you think. Please do. We're going to have another episode not too far behind. Until we do, go get them. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.